And here we are, episode 27 of the Intrinsic Podcast. My name's Juan. Is it 27? Oh, fuck. Because the other one was 27, right? All right, let's not date ourselves. This is uh, an episode in the Intrinsic Podcast (laughs) (laughs) that is going to be called Redemption. Redemption. But we're actually going to be starting in a, I'll be real, real raw sort of topic and something that... I'll be honest, we weren't really sure that we wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. because, I mean, this is vulnerability. The, the The name of the podcast could be called Vulnerability because we're really going to dive into some of our insecurities, weaknesses, weaknesses, really touch upon how we doubt ourselves and how the whole process eventually, unfortunately, leads to quitting and and just throwing in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. And my name is Omar, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was your name? Sorry. Omar. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I forgot I have a co-host here. Um, yeah, yeah. Omar is here. He will also be speaking every now and then when I give him the signal. Yeah, when I allow him to. <laughs> no, but yeah. for real, we're going to be talking uh, about insecurities and mm-hmm. go ahead, Omar. Now you can talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if I may. Well, this is another night pod. So welcome back to another nice laid back night pod we got the, we got candles, the candles lit the vibe yeah still have the light on in the room but you know candles lit for yeah. uh novelty purposes <laughs> for scent brother yeah Good. trying to smell that ocean spray you know exactly um but yeah so we were talking about a few different things today and we hit the gym of course i died again thanks to juan you're welcome a uh, little shout out there <laughs> hey shout out to juan um and so a lot of things kind of came to mind when we were at the gym um and they kind of all, we were able to connect them all back to redemption and, you know, redeeming yourself. But what happens right before that, right? You, you'll put yourself through so much different obstacles, so many different things until you get to that redemption. Yeah. Like, I think we can honestly not even mention redemption for the whole podcast until the end. Because in a real journey, like 99.9% of the journey will be insecurities doubt hard work and only for like a sliver of a second you're like i redeem myself yeah and then what happens next you start all over again yeah right well okay well that (laughs) that throws everything i was talking about out the window so fuck redemption right (laughs) we're talking about insecurities vulnerabilities when you're at your ultimate low when you hit those rock bottoms now what gets you there it's when you're not feeling like yourself when you're not living true to yourself to your nature to who you are when, you know, you're fucking around, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you have maybe a bit too much free time on your hands, when you have tasks at hand, but you decide to, yeah, I'm going to go waste time over here and do what I'm not supposed to do, right? And it's easy to have a little slip up here and there, but sometimes those slip ups get out of control. They get out of hand. You fall into a hole, to a dark pit. You get into the lava, you start burning, you're on fire. <laughs> no, but you get yourself into a very bad situation. Now, we've all been there, as you're mentioning. We all have insecurities. Now, earlier before the podcast, I was saying a few different things about what I want to do with my kind of career, I guess, business and all that. And I could tell that like it was like it was bothering you, you know? A lot. Like, what the fuck is coming out of your fucking mouth right now? Yeah. Right. And for me, although I accepted, like, yeah, I know it's wrong. Like, I'm going to still do it, though. And the reason for that was because after being in such an inconsistent uh, place in my life and having my life just basically turn upside down, 
I finally have reached somewhat of a good mm, place to work off, like a good foundation, right? I found some consistency. And then what I describe it as is a safe place. Now, that can be dangerous though, right? Because you find yourself in the safe place, now you're not really reaching out of your way. You're not going out of your way to try different things. It's like you kind of become complacent. And that's my insecurity at the moment. Because after all of this ruckus in my life, I finally found some sort of calmness, some peace, some quiet to allow me to kind of work on myself. And now that's my insecurity where it's like, fuck, I know I shouldn't be complacent. I know I shouldn't be trying to adapt to this new safe place that I found. It's really just a stepping stone, but it's because I finally found something that I can hold on to. I don't want to let go of it. Right. Yeah. I, I fully understand that. I just, I still have this, Ooh, why are you doing this? But I think that's the effect that insecurities have on people who don't have those insecurities. Sure. Right. If you're not insecure about a specific thing, you're like, why are you even worrying about that? Why are you tripping about that? Yeah. Like wh- why even talk about that? Right. Exactly. And, I think the source of them for a lot of, of things is still your childhood, mm-hmm. right? You experiencing other things, like you said, this can also come from your teenage years, from your adulthood, from mistakes that you've made. Insecurities, in a sense, I think, come from the remnants of a mistake, but not just a mistake, a mistake that other people pile on you for. Mm. A mistake that other people will say, like, oh, he fucked up in this way and that way, or oh, Right. Um, they're poor. They don't have money to buy him, you know, clothes, things of that sort. Things mm-hmm. that maybe you can help, maybe you can't help. But I think the thing that fundamentally makes them insecure, insecurities, is the fear of being judged by okay. someone else. The fear of like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Like I, you know, I'm really insecure about this part of my life. I'm mm-hmm. insecure about my physical appearance, so on and so forth. Right. Right. For me personally, I have had a lot of insecurities. I can't exactly think right now about something that I'm particularly insecure about right now. I'm working on a lot of things, but like I said, I think the foundation of insecurities is society piling on top of it. Society piling on top of you or something that you're not sure about. But what I've begun to realize is, what if you take society out of the question? Hmm. What if you don't care? And I know everyone says like, oh, fuck what anyone thinks. But you always care what people think, right? Even I, you know, I I care about what people think, of course. But distancing yourself and putting distance between what people say about you and how you feel about yourself is I think that first step that can lead to conquering certain insecurities. Mm-hmm. Because right, as the sort of word says, it's being insecure about something, about a decision. Yeah. But if you fundamentally right, believe in what you're doing, how you're doing it, and there's no sort of doubt in your mind, then that's it. You don't have an insecurity. What you mm-hmm. have is just a plan forward. Yeah, yeah. And like what you were mentioning earlier is like where insecurities come from, right? Where it starts, as you're explaining, it stems from like a lot of times from childhood, right? Or mistakes that happen in that time. I want to expand it maybe a little bit wider to perhaps not just anything in your childhood, but you know, your whole general life. But yeah, coming across 
those issues, problems that maybe even at the time you don't even realize is a problem, right? Somebody makes it aware to you, like, oh, dude, like, why are you doing that? Like, oh, why, why are you wearing that cheap clothes? Or why do you, why are you overweight? Or why do you look the way you look? Or whatever, you know? And you'll stay within the realm of that insecurity because you want to seek that resolution, right? Of course you'd want to, but you're afraid of not obtaining the wanted outcome, right? And that's what causes that fear. It's like, okay, I need to make this little leap. It's literally just from one step to the next, you know? It's like you're on a ladder, one step up. That's basically what you're doing. Right. But what if I miss that? What if I slip and fall? Now all that hard work that I've worked to get myself up there, now it's all going to come tumbling down, right? Yep. And it's, it's like this kind of mind space that you put yourself in when you're like, this is literally the make it or break it. If I fuck up this, it's going to fuck everything I've worked for. It's going to bring me all the way down. And we get so in our own minds, right, where we almost overcomplicate it, right? Sure, it could be a mistake, but that's what it is. It's a mistake. It's one take, right? You can do numerous retakes after then and be perfectly fine. But for some reason, we become so conflicted on that single thing, right? And unfortunately, sometimes it leads you to living with that discomfort for multiple years. You know, it's like another thing that you're carrying on your back. It's an additional weight and it comes in different ways, different forms. But it's something that we kind of tend to do to ourselves. Yeah. Really. I think it's just, I mean, I've said a, a lot of things that I think it is, but I really do think it's a fear of failure that you didn't, I don't think insecurities, I don't think you have insecurities of yourselves yeah. without people. Like in another sense, I don't think insecurities come deeply from within ourselves, our sore mentality. They come through our interactions, how our family treats us, how society mm. views us you know, the color of your skin, things like that. They tend to be superficial. They tend to be, you know, a stutter, things like that. But really what it is, is I think just a fear of failure. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we spoke about it while we were at the gym, right? We did our set. So I did my set and I failed. I couldn't, I don't know, do the last one or last two or whatever. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back and finish it. But it's not enough to just plug the hole, in a sense. Right. Right? There was a failure. I did what I failed at. Now I'm cool. Yeah. Like, no, I feel like, at least me mentally, the period of time in which you fail and which you realize I failed and I need to fix this, that hole has become bigger. So the my mentality, I know this is just specific to the gym, but... It applies to a lot of other things is if I fail at this one thing and I don't go above and beyond to plug that failure, what's going to stop that? What's going to stop me from failing on other parts of my life? Right. If I just let this one thing slip away, like, ah, it's okay. It's just one. Or even if I like go back and finish it, like, all right, I finished it. That was the goal. That wasn't the goal. The goal was do that consecutively. Yeah. So now you have to make up for that in a sense. Yeah. Like in a way, it's like you're almost settling, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I didn't get it the first time, but, you know, second time, third time, it'll come around. I'll get it done. But like you said, it's not about getting it done the second, the third try, whatever try. It's about getting it done the first time. 
because the first time is when it matters, right? Yeah. It's like when you're at a job and someone requires you to do something, right? Like your boss orders you, hey, go clean up that table or whatever. And it's like you fuck it up somehow. It's not about, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll go back and, and do it the second time. The damage has been done. The mistake was made. Yeah. It's like, and it's a totally different goal at that point, right? Yeah. The goal was clean the table. You failed that. And it's not like, okay, I'll just go back and, and do that goal again. No, the right. goal already passed. Yeah. Now it's a different goal. Yeah. Now it's really clean it or fix whatever you it is you fucked up. Yeah. Maybe kiss up to your boss for the rest of the day. <laughs> Make sure you don't get fired. Yeah, right. <laughs> but see, like that's that's the same mindset that I found that I thought was very interesting where after you had failed, of course, you wanted to redeem yourself. But even after you redeemed yourself, yeah. you still went past that and tried to redeem yourself again. And then after the third time, I mean, at this point, you basically already did like a whole nother set almost. Yeah. You still came out of it angry. I was so fucking mad. Like it still wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah. And I, I started giggling. I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Like, wait, you're mad at yourself because you exceeded past the redemption of the redemption? Like, hold on a second. <laughs> wait, am, I, am I getting this right? Yeah. Like, how does that make sense? But, you know, you're at the gym. You're all serious. And then something like that happens, you know, and you're... Name yeah. is Omar. You goof off a little bit. You laugh. I mean, it makes you, it makes you laugh. I mean, it makes yeah. you laugh, but it also made me laugh. On that last one, I was laughing because the very last exercise, I was like, all right, I really wish I could tell you I was done here, but I'm fucking not. Yeah. I, like, I can't. I'm not going to go to sleep tonight if I don't fucking do this. Even yeah. though that was, so that was the first sort of, we're doing chess, and so that was the first one. The second one yeah, where I was like, all right, like, I definitely, definitely couldn't. And I wanted to. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to quit. Yeah. I wanted to just leave it there because I had already done a decent amount of work, but it would have just eaten me up. Yeah. And I knew and I and I laughed myself too. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I, I just have to do this. Yeah. One way or another, I have to do this. And that is, I think, pushing past those insecurities and that little bit of doubt as well. Yeah. Especially with physical things like, yeah, can I do this? Right. Like you need that reassurance. Like... If you don't do that extra set after you already did the extra set, will you know if you can actually do it or not? Yeah. Of course, deep down inside, you've probably done it before. I mean, I haven't worked out with you that much, but I know you're probably physically able to. You know, it's not like this is the first time you go to the gym. There's no doubt on my mind, but this is for you in your mind in that time of the day. You got to make it up to yourself. You got to reassure yourself because if you don't, there goes that doubt. Yeah. And it's just lingering in your mind. Like you said, you'll go home, you'll be thinking about that all day long, and then it becomes another insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. It starts off as a doubt. It's like, oh, can I do that? Am I capable? Will I do that? Right, right. Isn't it a cycle in a yeah. sense? I really thought it would be you have insecurities and then you doubt yourself. It's, I think it's which, which is Which is, I think it's still fair. If you have insecurities, you can doubt yourself. Like, for example, if you have insecurities about your body, then you can be like, ah, Maybe I shouldn't go to the gym. Yeah. You know, maybe add maybe this. But what you're saying is it's also the opposite. Yeah. You have these doubts and then they slowly, if you don't do anything to clear them up, they become insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, I think it's fair to say for all of us that are, you know, listening to this or for you and myself, uh, you need that reassurance at the end of the day. Like, especially for myself, from all the mistakes I had made and now like how low I was able to get in my life. I needed to reassure to myself that I was still a capable human being and not just a joke of a life, you know, somebody yeah. that wasn't capable, somebody that wasn't willing to succeed. Yeah. Right. To the point where sometimes, yeah, I'd have that same energy. I'd be so fucking pissed off. 
right? Like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't fucking do this. Like, why can't I fucking do something right? And it's like tearing you apart. It's not even anger at that point. It's like you're so angry, you're almost crying, you know, because yeah. of the frustration, the level that you've reached of not being able to complete a task. And then the worst thing is that that anger then transitions to everything else in that day, that week, where then you have a simple task at hand, like you're trying to fill up your glass with a, you know, some orange juice, and then you spill a little bit out of the glass. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't even do this. You fucking, you know, shatter it across <laughs> <Yeah>. the wall. <laughs> and it's like, it's a whole different vibe. You know, you're in a whole different realm, but it starts with that one doubt in your mind, right? It's Right. It's almost like a virus, though, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Right? It starts with one doubt, one insecurity, whatever it is, and slowly that develops into another thing. It spreads all over. And I think that is one of the fears that I've had in life. Right. Like, what if that spreads? Yeah. What if me failing today spreads to tomorrow? Yeah. To the next day. And I know people might think like, oh, you know, why would you think that? That's very extreme. Like, why are you so intense about it? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. But what makes that wrong? Like, what makes that statement wrong? Like, who says that can't happen? If you don't fold your blanket today, and that leads to you not cleaning the dishes and so on and so forth. And you, yeah. you won't notice these things. Most of the time, we won't notice this shit. But the smallest things lead to those insecurities. The smallest yeah. things slowly build up and build up. And now you start thinking, damn, maybe I'm not a very well-disciplined person. Yeah. Then you start doubting yourself. Even if you're a really hard worker, even if you have the best grades at school. Mm-hmm those insecurities from what you might think would be the most insignificant things, doing the dishes, doing your chores, come back and then, I think, can potentially influence, you know, other parts of your life as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, why not kill that doubt in your mind before it spreads? I mean, if you need a better example, like, I think if you were to ask every single person on this planet if we could have killed COVID before it multiplied, I think we'd say, yeah, like, let's get rid of that. Like, why go through this whole, you know, pandemic? And that's kind of basically what it is. It's like if you can avoid future failures, future obstacles that have come out of that one insecurity, that one doubt, you got to get it right there and then. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I'll ask this. How do you think that can be done? Like let's say you have a doubt. Mm-hmm. And I ask this out of curiosity because I also want to know and I, I don't know if I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing it. But I don't know. I'm not doing it like on purpose. It's yeah. just another part of my maybe of my mind that I haven't quite realized. But like how you have a doubt, how do you get rid of the doubt? Right. How do you overcome it? Whatever it is, how do you kill the doubt? Yeah, that's 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 tricky. I mean, I don't think there's like a set guideline. I mean, I think there's different ideas, different methods, but everybody's ultimately different, right? And also, everybody's insecurities are different. Whether it's revolving around weight or somebody's career choice or whether they look good in that one clothing item they just bought and spent a lot of money on, you know, everybody's different. Um, But for sure, for sure, one thing that I think stays true to all of the resolutions for those insecurities or doubts is getting out of your own mind, like in a sense, getting out of your own way. Because like I was saying earlier, you tend to overthink these things. It's like in your mind, it's like seems like the biggest, most complicated obstacle you've faced yet. But in reality, it's like, you, you talk it over with a friend, like, yeah, I mean, that, damn, that, that, that kind of sucks, man. Sorry you're not in that spot. Why don't you try this out? And all of a sudden you're like, fuck you, it's not that easy, you know? But then you're like, really considering, you're like, but is it? 
Is it? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. and, and I think that's what I, through hearing you, that's kind of the answer that I have. I think doubt is something, I mean, we know it lives in the mind. Yeah. Doubt only exists in the mind, right? It doesn't exist in the physical form. It doesn't exist. You can't touch doubt. Yeah. Right? It's not like you go to like a bathroom and it says women's and men's and then it says maybe men's, maybe <laughs> women's. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not out there like that. Exactly. But right, what it is, is just you're not sure if you can do something. Right. That's at the end of the day, right? I want to start a business. Damn. Can I really do it though? It seems hard. Those people seem to work hella hard. Yeah. You know, they have to wake up early. They have to make calls. They have to be uncomfortable. They have to sell a product and talk to people. Is like, it even worth to be a millionaire? <laughs> right, right. And yeah. people ask that, ask yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. that shit, even though, you know, it's funny. They, they ask themselves that when the task itself is simply, can I go hand some, you know, business cards to people? Yeah. Or when the, you know, when the question is like, can I lift, like very simply, can you lift that weight? Right. It's a doubt, but the way you kill it, the way, you know, from what I've gotten from what you've said is just take action. Mm-hmm. do it and if you fail then all right that wasn't a doubt it was yeah. a failure right then then the doubt is out of your mind now it's an actual thing mm-hmm. that's out there in the world if i tell you hey omar i'm not sure i can deadlift this amount you're like all right go try it out all right fine and i fail and you're like all right well it's not a doubt anymore you can't yeah. right it's a state of fact and if yeah. i do it then all right you did it but that's the thing that action i think is the one thing that gets rid of the doubt yeah like, damn, can I get that girl's number? Oh, just go. Just go yeah. and do it. Damn, right? Juan could have known back at it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get those digits, people. Come yeah, on. Yeah, hell yeah. Come on. Get the Snapchats. <laughs> get with the times. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, I mean, that is true. Like, when it really comes down to it, say if you were to skip that step of, like, communicating that insecurity or doubt with a friend, if it's something like, say, like, that personal, where you're like, I just don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to give it any time of day. So why would I even go out of my way and tell somebody about it, right? Mm-hmm. Much less somebody that might give you some like negative reinforcement as compared to like lift the other be like, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're fat or something, you know? Yeah. And if you want to avoid that, then yeah. If you want to get rid of it, take action, right? That way you leave no gray area. It's a yes, no. Now you have an answer. Right. Because and, yeah. that fear comes from not knowing the answer, not exactly. having the resolution. And even if that hurts, right? It, it hurts a lot, but at least you don't have the doubt. Right. At least you know for sure. Maybe you're not meant to be a basketball player. Maybe you're not meant to go, you know, and to become an NBA player and yeah. dunk on LeBron James and shit. Yeah. But you're going to know, right? right? And I think at the end of the day, even if it's a failure, even if it's like I tried this and I failed, when you're older, you're not going to regret something. Oh my god. When you're older, you're going to be like I failed, but I fucking tried. Yeah, you don't want to be one of those like small town local football heroes like <laughs> Yeah, back in uh 1973 I yeah. hit the one touchdown to change got, all of our lives forever <laughs> I got I got picked off by some dude but I tackled him and ran it back and yeah shit. it was a beautiful game I remember it like it was almost yesterday here sit down let me tell you about this night and you're just like <laughs> what the fuck yeah. man like and those are just people who are living in the past they're living in their past successes you know I can't get this image out of my head because we said it already in the podcast but it's yeah. literally the little trophy <laughs> that's literally what it is holding up a little trophy yeah. <laughs> carrying it around like it's like a big old freaking you know big accomplishment yeah. like like I it's like it. basically imagine like having like one of those long like old old school tables <laughs> like in a yeah. kingdom or whatever you know like in a yeah. palace and somebody comes along and it's like oh what'd you bring to the table what, what do you have to offer uh, put it down it's like little trophy sick he's like here's what i got for you guys yeah. Yeah, he almost broke the table thank you very much for that one <laughs> it's like like oh like uh tell us the story behind that like it feels like it 
seems like something so great. Oh yeah, it is. Trust me. And then I was like, oh great. You know what that reminds me of? Mm-hmm. A little quick detour was when we were remember when we were working. I think it was either you or me. No, I think it was me. I showed you this uh, GIF or GIF or whatever it's called about this bull mm-hmm. with these ginormous balls. Oh god! <laughs> and it was walking and these ginormous fucking balls. I've never seen. <laughs> balls that big <laughs> I'm gonna say that right that's kind of what it reminds me of okay. it's like you're walking around like you you know you got these big balls well, like whoa. oh shit look at this thing that I did 20 years ago that yeah. no one cares about <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah or it'd be like kind of like like maybe like getting a tramp stamp it's like oh. nobody really cares about that but you're so proud of it because you got it at Sick. that one party back in college when you're super shit faced and you yeah. don't even remember half of the story but you're like yeah you want to see my transfer and everyone's like uh yeah like uh, people want to see that less than that bull's testicles okay well <laughs> i was trying to get away from the bull's testicles but i'm bringing them back thanks for bringing it back <laughs> setting them on the table sick but, but yeah i mean if you're gonna be living with that regret for the rest of your life i mean can you even imagine that like yeah i can don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I've I've had regrets, but I've I've made my peace with them. You know, I found my resolution, and I could not imagine where I'd be in life right now if I still held on to those. Like, oh god, that would be so terrible. I don't even want to begin to imagine where I'd be. I mean, I, if possible, I'd probably be in an even lower place than where I was. I don't even think that's possible, but probably because it's just like additional weight, additional pressure. Here's the thing: I've left my regrets, but regrets. <laughs> Ragret, <laughs> not even one letter. <laughs> but I still remember them like it was yesterday. Sure, and I think that's something that maybe you know is the thing pushing me to be mad at myself on my fourteenth whatever fucking set mm. because I'm over it in a sense of like I'm not thinking about like the doubts or the regrets that I had back then. I just know it happened. Yeah. And if it happened once, it can happen again. Yeah. And that, I think, is that fear or anger. I don't, I don't know what emotion it would be. But that itself, remembering what you did, remembering how you acted in a specific scenario, is, you know, what you want to avoid. Yeah. 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 I think there's something to be said about that, you know. Regrets, insecurities, doubts, it's all kind of in the same realm, right? But I think something that we should say is, like we mentioned earlier, like it is all in your mind. And since it's in your mind, at the end of the day, the only other person or the only thing really that has control over those or could ever change those around is yourself. You know, you put yourself in there, you get yourself out, right? And your example, it impacted you so much where you're like, I'm never going back to those times, right? Or to being that person. I'm never going to be that same person. Yeah. And I, I literally say that all the time too about yeah. my shitty spots that I've been in. I'm like, I would never do the same shit. Yeah. If I had the opportunity to go back and do it again. Yeah. Because it got me to where I am now, but I did it once. I'm not doing it twice. Like yeah. I learned my lesson. I'm going to quote the great chief Keefe <laughs> oh, <Sosa? laughs> by saying, Sosa? I'm going hard the whole night because I'm going back to my old life. Oh, shit. I promise. God damn. I think about that line all the time. Drop the mic on that one. That's it. <laughs> it's connected to the stand, so you yeah, can't thank, thank you for listening to this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. But I really do want to make a note of that, though. At the end of the day, the only person that has the capability of getting yourself out of those doubts, those insecurities, those regrets, or shall we say, ragrets, yep. is yourself. 
But in the case that we don't, let's say we still have those doubts. Okay. We still have those insecurities. Right? I've lived a lot of fucking years with these doubts and insecurities. Hmm. I mean, a lot of years. I'm probably still living with a bunch that I'm not even allowing myself to see. And that has led me to quit a lot of things. Mm. So how do you think, because here's, here we're talking about insecurities and doubt, which we've clearly established as a mental thing. They only exist in your mind. And they are only fed by other insecurities and other doubts. Mm-hmm. They multiply within your mind. But now quitting, now that's become a physical thing. That's when it becomes real, right? Now it's becoming an option. That's when, when you drop that weight and you're like, I'm, I'm over this. That's a real thing. Yeah. That's not doubts. That's not insecurities. It's materialized. And those are those insecurities and those doubts that have actually materialized into you quitting and leaving something for fear, I guess. Yeah, it's the manifestation of those insecurities, those doubts, those regrets coming to fruition. Yeah. Where there's no longer a doubt of can I or not, you've already acknowledged I can't do that. There's no insecurity of like, yeah, maybe this does make me look fat. I was like, nah, I'm fat. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's no like regret as like, maybe I can still make it up. Maybe I can still like, no, no, it's done. I fucked up. You're past that. You're beyond that. And like you said, then you start realizing, yeah, maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just stop. What's the point? Right? Because you drop so low. Because you've let these insecurities, you've let these doubts and regrets take over your mind space. You've gotten to a certain point where you think, I can't go any further. Like, this is it. But I'm sorry to tell you guys, you can always go down further. Yeah. There is no true bedrock. When you think, I've hit bedrock, no. You can go lower. Oh, I thought you were talking about that one song, like, I can make your bed. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm being serious, Omar. Yeah, Why sorry, would you dude. quote a song, song bro? Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> Night Potter. I take it serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like earlier when we were working out, I told you, and you even told me too, you're like, what level of intensity? I'm like, eh, three and a half to four, you know, out of five. Yeah. We're choice of numbers, but just, you know, one to five. What do you want? Like, eh, three and a half, four. You know, let's do that. Trying to still stay alive at the end of the day. Still got to drive home, you know? All right. And then you got, you know, hey, we could do a little bit more here. Hey, we could do a little bit more there. And then I fucking died, right? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, you wanted to go for a four? So you got a five. And then I'm at that point where I'm like, I really feel like fucking shit again. <laughs> like, I just fucking died again, you know? Yeah. And then you kept telling me, like, you're like, no, 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 you got some more in the tank. No, nah, we can do a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, what was the, the sled, right? We're like pushing yeah. away or whatever. And you're like, no, nah, you got one more. And then you took off like a little bit of some weight. And you're like, all right, let's go back at it again. I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you. Right now. <laughs> and the thing is like, because I've been hanging out with you more and listening to more of what you have to say about those kind of scenarios, I'll listen, you know? And I, because I know it's for my own well-being, you know, it's for my own good. I know it's not something like that's going to actually physically kill me. Well, mm-hmm. very close, but no. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll fucking do it. But then I did it. And then I really felt like shit, right? I was like, oh, fuck. No, I really fucking felt bad like i was like ah oh, fuck i gotta sit down and yeah. i i very rarely sit down as you know i'm always fucking standing <laughs> up like a fucking asshole oh, but shit. i was like no nah, i had to fucking sit down you know <laughs> like i felt the whole workout at that point yeah but at that point in time that feeling that i had of like inner disgust and like maybe like strange fluids coming up and down my stomach mm-hmm. felt so much better than had i actually quit 
mm-hmm. if if you had actually let me quit, right? Because at that point, I had already, technically already like thrown it in, but I hadn't sat down yet. Yeah, and you're like, no, 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 you're gonna do one more. You did get saved by the fact that the gym wasn't closed. Well, I was gonna avoid saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> saved no, by the bell. That was a happy coincidence. Yeah, though. it was the, a happy coincidence. The gym happened to close right after we finished that, and I still had another ten minutes of cardio. In plan. this scenario, though, that didn't happen. Though, and yoga, yeah, not in my story. <laughs> yeah, listen to Omar's version. It's yeah. actually a lot better. To listen, to. yeah, it makes me sound a lot better, <laughs> and that's why he's telling it. Yeah, wake, wake. Yeah. But but yeah, it's like I felt really good at that point. Now, honestly speaking, if we had another hour, I, I definitely wouldn't have gone any further. That was intense as fuck. Yeah. Um, but that is something that I try to seek out a little bit more is testing those limits, right? Where it's like a few podcasts ago, we were talking about like finding your truth, right? And staying true to that. But once you feel like you've reached that truth, you got to put it to the test, like, okay, you say this is you. You say you're living by this code of ethics. You say you're the man. Now put it to the test. Are you really the man? Are you the man of the hour? Are you the man of the day? What are you? you know? <laughs> you're the macho man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, macho man. <laughs> but that kind of like made me feel like, okay, I have to fucking live up to this. Or else what's the fucking point, right? Am I going to continue to listen to these insecurities? Am I going to continue to just let all of that shit manifest in my mind? And have myself quitting again, throwing in the towel on a constant basis. Like, I already know where that's going to take me. It's absolute shit. Do I really want that again? It's like, no. You know? You retrace your steps. And I think a lot of people, especially in our society, mix up quitting with withdrawing. Right? Mm -hmm. We, We often think like, oh, this person quit this or they're going through withdrawals or whatever it is. Right? The context of them are seen the same way, which is... They stopped doing something, usually because they couldn't or because of insecurities or whatever it is, right? They kind of, I think the two words get mixed together very often. And I'm only saying this because uh, (laughs) I withdrew from something, right? Right. But I didn't quit. Yeah. Right. That, I think the difference, and the difference there for me lies from if your decision is based on insecurities and doubt and fear of something then you have quit yeah the second that decision stops being dependent on insecurities and doubts and fear then you yourself mentally are saying okay this isn't the thing for me this isn't a situation i need to be i don't need to be in this situation and this community in this uh what's it called conversation with people yeah because it's leading nowhere so I'm going to withdraw myself from that position. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be there because it's not helping me. Right. Rather than I don't want to be here because, I, because, it, because it sucks. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like I can't. Yeah. Right? All those sort of things that, you know, I think withdrawing is a, the much simpler of the two things. Like, oh, nothing else influenced that decision but the actual choice itself. Yeah. It's just a pure choice. In that sense, whereas quitting is very dependent on a million different things, doubt, insecurities, yeah. fear, all that sort of stuff. Like there's like that saying that says, and, I, and you hear this a lot in sports. It's like as an athlete, right, you reach a certain age where it's like your limbs are just fucking falling off. Like, oh, just quit while you're ahead. And it's like, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like there's no such thing. Like that's not quitting if you're ahead. It's withdrawing. Yeah. Right? There's no such thing as quitting. If you're already at the top of the top yeah. of the elite athletes, 
But oh no, he quit. Right. Imagine fucking Tom Brady like retires tomorrow. We're gonna be like, this pussy quit. Yeah, what a fucking quitter. No one's gonna say that. Like, this guy's a fucking goat. Like yeah, he's a savage. He, he withdrew. He he gave it his all and that's it. Yeah. Uh the, 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 no, they're they're in two different realms. Like you couldn't just fucking put them together in yeah. the same category. It's two different things. Quit is that NFL player that you haven't heard of because he didn't want to work out enough. Because he didn't want to be responsible enough with his finances. Right. Because he didn't want to keep going to the tryouts to see if he can land on a team and make a role. Yeah. That's the quitting person. You don't... And right, notice, you never hear about the people that quit. Right. You only hear about the people that withdraw. Yeah. Because then you can leave at the top, quote unquote. Yeah. It's a different level. Like, uh, we've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, like, but like about you withdrawing from your master's, right? Now... I I mean it's one of the most badass things I know of you doing right not to like not give credit to the rest of the things that you've accomplished like you're super yoked you're honking and (laughs) fucking hella cute and funny and shit ladies get at him always always I'll put uh, the the phone number in the description (laughs) definitely not that was something of a different degree that came from somebody of a different caliber right this isn't something that you do because somebody pressured you into it or because this is what society thinks that you should do or this is what they expect from you or because this is what somebody advised you to do. This this is beyond all that. This is when you're really, really true to your core, to who you are, and you remove yourself from any you know insecurities, regrets, doubts, or whatever in your mind, and you say, is this right for me or not? Is this going to help me live my life according to the route I want to take or is this going to get in my way? Now, just, I mean, just let me, for the people listening, let's just rephrase this. I mean, we're talking about a master's degree. Right? Yeah. This isn't like, oh, a job at the local supermarket. Like, this is a <laughs> fucking master's degree. I'm not bagging groceries, people. Yeah. He's making the bags. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like that. you withdrew, right? And yeah. It was a very historical moment, right? We were on the phone together and you told me <laughs> this is a very exact moment you did it. That shit was crazy because you don't ever hear about that. It's like they don't want to hear, have you hear those kinds of stories of people that withdraw from those you know positions in life. Like we need to hear more about that, and we need to hear more about why people do that because yeah. there's so much things that are expected of us, and somebody that's blindly living their life according to that uh, expectation from society, right? Like, oh yeah, I have to make it to that master's, and then they're there and like, fuck, this just sucks. Like this is not for me. Like, yeah. Why the fuck would I even put myself in this position? But they look all around them and all the students are doing the same thing. Nobody's saying like, hey, man, maybe you should withdraw. Everybody's like, no, why the fuck would you do that? Right? Yeah. Everybody's like going into it blindly. And it makes sense to me. Like I don't, I haven't, I've never looked down on like other people, like some of my classmates that are still in there because it was hard as fuck to get in. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a really difficult thing. I mean, PhDs, masters, all that sort of stuff. They're hard to get in. And it really does take like years. So I think that's why a lot of people they're like, this sucks, but I've worked for two to three years before this to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So then making that decision of like, yeah, I'm out is not a very easy thing. And I, I hate that the instance, like you, like you said, you don't hear about those people that do that mm-hmm. because I think the instant you do that, again, that withdrawal actually then transforms to quitting. And then you're labeled like, ah, this guy quit. It's a quitter. It's yeah. like, you say like, oh, I actually like left school. It's like, oh shit, was it really hard? 
no, I just I just left school because yeah. I didn't want to do it. Right? It, it, everyone immediately jumps to the fact like it was too difficult. He could not accomplish it. He left. No such bullshit. Right? Because how many? Because I feel like in society, we're I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of quitters in life, mm. and I feel like that's why. I'm sorry. <laughs> not you. I feel like that's why people assume that because if yeah. you're around a society, you know, if you're in a society where quitting isn't necessarily perceived as something good, perceived, yeah, exactly. If or if quitting isn't perceived as something bad, I would say okay, okay, then it's acceptable. Then you're like, ah, he quit. It's like no, no, right? And I think I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't an easy choice by any means, for yeah. sure. It was something I considered, right? And of course, I'll be honest, the insecurities, the doubts came in there. But when it was time to make the decision, that all sort of went away. Yeah. Because the insecurities, again, and the doubt, you control them. Mm-hmm. Even though it seems like a lot of the times they control you, you control them. Right. Even if they're, they come from your family, what are they going to think from society? Your professors, you work so hard, you got the you know the letters of recommendation that took time yeah. off out of their you know schedules and all that sort of shit. People even wrote down your birthdays and like their <laughs> calendars, like, oh, this guy's gonna be around for the whole school year. Let me write down his phone number and his birthday. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna erase me from history after I did. It. <laughs> <laughs> you were never like, here. Right. I don't even know you. <laughs> Nobody withdraws from the school. Nobody. Yeah, I think that's what you know things that were going through my mind. But like I said, once it was time to make the decision, it was like, okay, well. You know what? Neither my professor, nor my mom, nor my friends are going to live my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life. So whatever it is I do, like I'm the one that's going to be waking up in the morning if I feel like I did something out of fear. Right. right? I'm the one that's going to be thinking as tonight, fuck, I didn't finish that last fucking extra, extra set. Yeah. And now that's not a lie. I'm going to be thinking about that shit mm-hmm. when I go to sleep. Well, yeah. I mean, to this day, Juan still thinks about the one assignment he didn't finish. I do. <laughs> you joke, but I do have I, yeah. a thought came to my mind immediately when you said that. I had a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> you had a fucking trigger because I remember them very, very clearly. And I just think, for as difficult as the decision was, I have no doubts about mm-hmm. it. I have no doubts that it was not only the right decision, but a sort of critical decision. The way I would say, like, imagine if your life is like a movie. I feel like in my life, that was sort of like, oh, that's the rising action. The main character just did this crazy show where you're like, oh, he actually did that. It's not the climax, but that's the rising action. Yeah, exactly. It's the thing right before where you think, oh, he fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) What a fucking idiot. Like, this is what happens right before you drive a super exotic and expensive (laughs) car off of the roof of a building in Dubai. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then three scenes later, he has like 14 other fucking (laughs) cars. It's all about family. And all these cars behind me, but family. <laughs> They're in some major shit. I fast and fear as fuck. <laughs> we just stole their entire plot. Yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> just put a rocket on the car. That's all you need. Yeah, multi-billion blockbuster film. Like, yeah, ah, we just cracked you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, definitely something to, right? If you're if you're quitting, I think, I think it's very, I see them very black and white, quitting and withdrawing. Yeah. If you're quitting, it's because of something else. If you're withdrawing... That just comes from you. Right. That just comes from you. It's not insecurities. It's not doubt. It's just, I just view it as a realization. Yeah. That aha moment, right? The, uh-huh. uh, the angelic oh, sort of, so, so, so. No, that's some halo shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that little like meme where like the, the sunlight comes. The oh, la sun. Rosa de Guadalupe. <laughs> that was my Rosa de Guadalupe <laughs> moment right there. Yeah. 
Except in Mexican culture, it'd be like the opposite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's yeah. like La Rosa del Demonio. <laughs> no, it would be you actually getting into school, not you leaving school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that was like, yeah. That's a cliffhanger. Actually, yeah. you fucked up in the end. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's it's. I mean it's it's fucked up. That's literally what you see in all these movies, all these TV shows. It's the the people getting into school, or people landing the job, or people getting into it. But then they talk about the people that want to leave that right because it's not right for them. And I think it is like you said. It's important to differentiate the difference from quitting coming from a weak emotional stance due to your vulnerabilities, insecurities, doubts, etc., and coming from a complete whole different place where it's nothing to do with any of that. It's just simply knowing that that's not right for you. That's the difference between quitting and withdrawing. Yeah. But now, if you do quit, right? If you do decide, fuck, I'm over this shit. I can't do it. You quit on yourself, right? You're not quitting that situation. You're not quitting that job. You really quit on yourself, right? Yeah. And that will take you down a very dark, serious path. But... There is a solution. Ooh. Seeking the resolution, the redemption. Okay, there we go. I was going to ask, gonna ask. Are you saying about it's like, redemption? It's like a uh, wrong word, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because... Forgot the title of the yeah. fucking podcast episode. So when you redeem yourself, it's a solution, but it's a resolution because you didn't have the initial answer, right? You didn't get it right the first time. You have to redeem yourself. You didn't follow through with that set. You came short. You have to come back stronger, right? There's no such thing as you half-ass something, you quit, and then you're going to half-ass that and then get out of it. There's no such thing. I don't think there's any fake it until you make it. I'm going to call it bullshit on yeah, that. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. I think it's the same same thing you're referring to. Yeah, no, no. That's all bullshit. Yeah. How the fuck are you going to fake it until you make it? You well, you're just going to go buy a freaking Honda Civic and put a Mercedes badge on it? You can't fake the work. Yeah. Say that shit to a bodybuilder. Hey, dude, just, just fake it until you make it. Yeah. Your, your spine is going to snap in half when you try to lift that shit. They're going to fucking laugh their ass off. Like those dudes that like inject themselves with oh, that stupid yeah. shit in their biceps. And the butt cheeks. Yeah, and they look all disgusting and just like morphed and shit. Like yeah. what the hell is that? Like, oh yeah, you're hella fit, bro. Like can you lift these 30 pounders? Like I didn't think so. Yeah. No, there's no faking it, right? If you've acknowledged and you've realized, okay, I fucked up. I quit. I couldn't do it. Maybe your mind mindset was in the right place at the time. Whatever it may be. Okay. You get it. You acknowledge that. You move on. Now you set yourself up for success. Now you say, okay, I didn't get it right the first time. I got to get back into the groove. I was in a funk. Now I'm getting myself out of it. You build yourself back up. And then you seek that redemption. You don't come back into it when you're still like half-assing shit. You come back into it when you're at your 100%. When you're top-notch, right? And again, you don't come back into it to do the same thing. Yeah. It's become harder. And if you don't do more than what you previously quit, and what 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 guarantees that you're going to not quit this time? Yeah. Right? Exactly. And that's really what it is. That's how you seek a redemption. And like you said in the beginning, we don't even want to talk about redemption. Yeah. Because this podcast is not really about that. It's about everything before that that leads up to it. Yeah, everybody loves a nice, happy tale, right? Everybody loves a happy ending. Yeah, everybody loves a redemption. But nobody talks about what it takes to get there. Nobody talks about the work. Nobody talks about the effort, the tears, Sleepless nights. Sweat. Yeah, the sleepless nights, you know. Thinking about one shit that you fucked up. Contemplating it. Getting over it. Did I fuck up? Or maybe it's like if you had made a mistake uh, and somebody else was involved, 
well, maybe it was their fault. You know, you start putting fingers at every other person besides yourself. Yeah. Right. You go into all these weird little different mind spaces that just are all complete bullshit, really. Yeah. Because it's basically just excuses as to why you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. But then you get rid of all that flawed judgment. You get rid of all that BS in your mind. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. This is it. I know what I did wrong. I know how I got there. And now I know what I need to get myself out of here. Right? It might not be a picture-perfect solution, but you know that you have to basically completely change everything you've done before then. You basically have to do the opposite. Yeah. Right? And you know, the thing that really, ooh, it just bothers me is movies that you see where the character, the main character, characters, they struggle, you know, they reflect, and then they move on and they redeem themselves. Right. Not because it's not the process, like it it is, like insecurities, doubt, quitting, then you redeem yourself, right? You see the little, you know, plot of the movie, climax, whatever. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with it due to its simplification. It's like cookie cutter. It just, it's, it's like, really this person was, you know, had insecurities and doubt and was subjugated and people made fun of them once and now they're successful because for a, a for everyone here right it's not one specific thing that grinds your gears it's not one specific thing if you have one incident in your life that you're basing all the hard work that you're doing it's not going to last that long mm. what what makes it last long is you always the more you fall quote unquote right the more you get scratched up, the more you're hurt. But as they say, right, what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. Yeah. And I hate that in those movies, at least, the person literally falls once. Like some some person trying to break a, a world record of something. Yeah. Of running. And they get made fun of because they run funny and then they work out really hard and then, ooh, voila, they have a gold medal. Yeah. That's some they can fucking, sprint really fast. That's some fucking bullshit. It's the flash. And I understand that the movie's like, an hour, two hours long. So how are they going to fit the entire, you know, life of them? But like, try harder, <laughs> try harder, man. Like, yeah. it's not that simple. It's not that easy. Yeah. See, that's kind of like why I like the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith. I feel like it's the same thing, though. Yeah. But what I liked about it, though, was that in the end, it just said that he like, like oh, and then like that from this point on, he was able to move on forward or whatever. Like, like, cool. Yeah. Fuck the fucking him living happy and him living in a mansion. I don't give a fuck about that. I want to talk about this shit, though. Like, him struggling with his son, him trying to, like, speak to these people with, like, a fucking dirty-ass suit that, like, he has to reuse because he's got nothing else. Like, that's what I like. Yeah. I like hearing somebody's, like, rough-ass story, somebody having a really rough time. I don't want to hear about how you made it afterwards or how rich you are now or how great your life is. Like, nobody cares. Nobody like, does. It's, it's not about that. That's why we said it's not about the actual redemption. It's about what leads to that. It's right. what gets you there. And it's no coincidence that even in movies, right... The whole movie is a conflict. And then the yeah. resolution is the last five minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, everything's good now. And guess what? And the what? movie's over. Yeah, and then guess what? They just put it in like a quick little paragraph as the guy's character is like fading away into like a beach or something, you know? Yeah. It's like, and from this point on, he was able to move on. He became the owner of Microsoft. Whatever, and, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's close. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, most people used to get pissed off with that. Uh, you know, like, oh, I wanted to know what he did with his life. Like, wow. Like, I missed out on the whole great part. Like, no, you're missing the point. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about how he got there, how he got to the redemption. Right. Because I think redemption is a millisecond thing. Yeah. You get redemption, you feel good. Boom. Next moment in life. 
Mm-hmm. Now you're on to something else. Yeah. Maybe you're on to another insecurity. Maybe like, all right, you take that one breath. I did it, right? Like in between the sets. Yeah. I did it. And what did I say? All right, good. Time for the next one. Yeah, next one. Right, time for the next one. And the next one. There's always another mountain to climb. Yeah. There's always another quote-unquote peak to achieve. Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as a real quote-unquote success story, right? Yeah. You'll have some success, but at some point... The, the whole story isn't successful. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not like, oh, I fucked up all this time. It's like, say for me, I fucked up all this shit. So now from this point on forward, you guys are just going to hear about all the great things that I'm doing and how well life yeah. is going for me. No. Not that at all. Realistically, it's just a little bit of success sprinkled along life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the way I think about it. Salt Bay comes through and just... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of success here, a little yeah. bit of success there. But people just attribute like billionaires and you know those quote-unquote influencers like, oh, they really succeeded. No, that's just a little bit of fucking success yeah. that they've accomplished. And also, it's not permanent. Right. Right. So nothing out there is permanent. That redemption isn't permanent. And thankfully, at least, those insecurities and doubts are also not permanent. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're dealing with some sort of insecurity, some doubt in your mind, or you have regrets, you know, the same thing with goes with anything in life. It's not permanent. And there is something you can do about it. But it's you that has to do something about it. Not wait around. Not sit until somebody else decides, hey, maybe you should. No, no, no. It's, this is you. It's happening, and it's happening in your life for a reason. Because you have to take care of it. It's an obstacle set on your path. Not your friends, not your neighbors, not your parents. This is something that you have to do for yourself. And I'll say it again. No one's coming to help. Yep. No one's coming to help. It feels like a lonely thing to say, but it's the truth. Yeah. Nobody's going to come to help you when you're down. Yeah, there's no 911. <laughs> there's no 411 either. I mean, technically there is, but <laughs> no one's going to come to help you with these insecurities and these doubts, right? Sure, if people see you distressed, right, out of kindness of humanity, I would hope that they would go and help you. But these insecurities, if you're walking down the street, Omar, and I don't know you, and you have a bunch of insecurities and you're really thinking like, fuck, can I do this? Can I not do this? One, I can't even tell you're going through that. Yeah. And two, even if you told me, hey, dude, I have, I'm insecure about this, this and that. I don't know what I would say to you. I'd just yeah. be like, okay. Um, all right. Have a good day, dude. Yeah, like like if I saw you on the street walking and on your shirt said, I have insecurities. Like, oh, that's hella funny, dude. I like your shirt. And I just yeah. keep walking. <laughs> yeah. And that's how most of society is going to react to you. <laughs> Not even acknowledge it. But even yeah. if you acknowledge it, like and you say, oh, talk to me. You can't help them. Bro. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. The, the best thing we can do is like, oh, no, you're not really that fat, dude. You're okay. Yeah. Like these, these compliments that are Little not band-aids. really. Yeah. And they're not really genuine, really. Yeah. I mean, we did mention earlier, you know, do seek some sort of advice from a second person, you know, get a second opinion. But the thing is, though, you kind of already know the solution. You kind of already know what's wrong. I mean, it's like. You just want to buy yourself time. You're you procrastinating. Just want excuses. You're procrastinating. Yeah, it's like I look in the mirror like, fuck, there's lonja sticking out of this side. Like, fuck, maybe I should just tuck in my <laughs> pants a little bit higher, you know? Like, stick the lonja down lower into the pants. Has his pants up through his throat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like choking my freaking throat, you know? It's like, yeah, that'll work. And then I walk out into the world and everybody's looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this house? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, what this whole, what the, where did he go shopping, you know? Yeah. And here I am like, oh, yeah, I'm all better. It's like nothing's ever there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, get after it, guys. Don't yeah. let not life knock you down. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to end it. I'm gonna finish up with the 
wow. The wars. The, wor- the words of wisdom. And they actually come from my favorite banda song okay. by Banda El Recodo. Put them on. Listen to it. It's called Mi Vicio Mas Grande. Literally my favorite banda song. And I'm going to say it. Hopefully Omar can hook it up with the translation. I got you. In Spanish it says, Las derrotas y caídas me han marcado. Pero cada vez me levanto más bravo. Oof. Oof. I'm going to give you guys two seconds to just think about that one real quick. That gives me the goosebumps. And now here I come with the translation. Right. The harder you fall, the stronger you get back up. If you're listening to this, it's time to get the fuck up. <laughs>